When it comes to the lunch menu at school, most cafeterias tend to stick to tried and true classics like chicken nuggets or maybe mac and cheese. But some students in Wales are being served up bugs for lunch. That's according to Yahoo Life UK. The idea here is to replace beef with insects. This news comes at the same time ranchers are selling off their cattle in unprecedented numbers due to the drought. Michael Snyder of End of the American Dream says this has enormous implications for 2023. We are truly living in the end times. This is Jennifer LeClaire, and this is Praying the News. On today's broadcast, we'll look at speculation that crickets and grasshoppers could replace beef and what drought may mean for the world economy. Of course, we'll also equip you to pray. Today's broadcast is brought to you by the End Times Watchmen, the prophetic intercessor's guide to watching and praying through the last days. This book will equip you to see current events through an end times lens and pray with prophetic accuracy. Pick up your copy on Amazon or at my website at jenniferleclair.org. While Microsoft's Bill Gates is buying up farmland in America, children in Wales are part of an experiment to save the planet by eating bugs. And who is right there to support the cause? Greta. Greta Thunberg, the young Swedish environmental activist who's known for challenging world leaders to take immediate action for climate change migration. Listen into her pitch for why we should eat creepy crawlies like contestants on Survivor. The global food shortages, the collapsing supply chains. We warned you about the climate crisis, and now you reap what you have sown. But there is still hope. Thanks again to science, we have a solution. Insects, a sustainable, equitable, and nutritious source of protein for a fraction of the carbon footprint of livestock. We can finally put an end to the wasteful and cruel practice of meat eating for good. So let's turn this crisis into an opportunity to bring equality to our food systems, to mandate social and cultural change. Be a net zero hero. Eat the bugs. Doubtless, if you live in America, you've seen the Chick-fil-A banners, the billboards with cows urging us to eat more chicken. Now the chickens seem to be urging us to eat more bugs. Children in Wales are eating bugs for lunch. According to a Yahoo report, Chef Andy Holcroft said the new bug-based school lunches are appealing to children. I just can't imagine. Maybe the boys. I don't know. He said it's about making healthy food exciting. Almost 70 to 80 percent of kids wanted to learn more about sustainability after having the meal, he said. Now, beyond that, the BBC issued a report about why insects are the sustainable superfood of the future. Forget about the blueberries and the raspberries. It's, 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 it's bugs. And a gas station in Japan is already offering edible insects through vending machines. Now, I know John the Baptist ate locusts and wild honey, but I've kind of always wondered how much honey he needed to choke them down. No, thank you. Of course, the bugs are packaged in a way that looks more appealing, but still, I've tried the cricket protein bars and I couldn't tolerate the taste. Perhaps I should have added a little honey. Apparently, Nicole Kidman's cool with it, 
Listen into her pitch for fine bug dining. And this is sponsored by the World Economic Forum. I am here to reveal my hidden talent, eating micro livestock, cornworms. They're still alive. Mmm, extraordinary. Mmm, very moist, chewy. Can't quite describe the flavor, but... <laughs> Let's try this. Two billion people in the world eat bugs, and I'm one of them. Here we have... Oh! oh. Crickets. Oh, nothing. Oh. oh. Like a hairy nut. <laughs> For dessert, mm. the fried grasshopper. These are amazing. Grasshoppers. I recommend them. <laughs> Nasty. But are we destined to dine on bugs? CNN is reporting farmers are being forced to sell their cows as drought conditions worsen across the U.S. Last year, CNN reports, severe drought in the West forced 40% of farmers to sell off part of their herds, and that's according to an AFBF survey. Now, inflationary costs for things like feed, fertilizer, and fuel are only making the situations worse. Many cows are headed to auction. This is all happening in the context of the worst global food crisis in decades. And Snyder says he's encouraging people to stock up on beef while it's cheap because the outlook for 2023 and beyond is not promising. So what are we to do? Now, I haven't had a dream like Pharaoh's when he saw the seven fat cows and the seven skinny cows, but the situation certainly reminds me of that account in Genesis. We need Josephs in this hour who have strategies to sustain the food supply, even if they come from the secular market. You know, God can speak to unbelievers too. He spoke to Pharaoh. I said he spoke to Pharaoh. We need Joseph, but at the same time, we need to recognize the signs of the times. Jesus said there would be famines. As a matter of fact, there were famines all through Bible days. People survived it. Many people survived it. But we see as a marker of the end times, famine. And according to NPR, a record number of people worldwide are now moving towards starvation. And experts expect it to get much worse in the months ahead with 50 million people in 45 countries just one step away from famine. We need to put our ear to the chest of Jesus. We need to sit and wait on the Lord to hear his still small voice for what we each should personally do at such a time as this. I know we need to pray. Listen, we need to prepare the natural. We need to prepare in the spirit. And part of that spiritual preparation includes praying, crying out to God, and not just for ourselves, but for those who are already starving in Africa, for those who are already on the brink of starvation in one of these 45 nations. We need to take this on as a global prayer initiative. I'm looking for the true intercessors. I'm looking for the true prayer warriors. I'm looking for the ones who are in it to win it. Listen, we know there's going to be famines. We know there's going to be death, disease. We know that all these things must take place, but that doesn't mean we can't stop. We should stop praying. It doesn't mean we, we can just back up and watch the devastation. We need to be agents of intercession. 
So how do we pray? I'll share some prayer points with you right after this message. Two people die every second, and most of them are going to hell. You can change that with just five minutes of prayer a day. Statistics show the intercession of the saints drives salvations in the nations. Join me, Jennifer LeClaire, for Awakening Nations, 31 days of prayer evangelism for every tongue, tribe, and nation, and reap eternal rewards right from your prayer closet. We make it easy. Visit awakeningprayerhubs.com slash nations today to join forces. Let's work together to rescue souls out of the enemy's grip and build a better tomorrow. So how do we pray? Well, we need to pray for strategies. You know, we don't know that this is God's will. We don't know that these aren't man-made famines. As a matter of fact, a lot of the famines we've seen historically, in modern times at least, have been man-made famines. We want to assume there's nothing we can do about some of this stuff, when in reality, we can. We can pray. We can move the hand that moves the world through intercession. So we need to pray for awakening and transforming revival amid this food crisis. God can take what the enemy meant for harm and he can turn it for good. God can make this devastating situation work out to salvation. In other words, some people will get desperate and they will turn their hearts toward the one true living God who is their provider and their sustainer. Their uh, souls are more important than their bellies. Eternity is a long time. We need to pray that God would provide that he would intervene in this famine, that he would heal the land. We need to pray that the eyes of people would be opened and they would see their need for Jesus. We need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray for strategies, gifts, skills, disciplines in managing and distributing resources. The supply chain issue is part of the problem. The war in Ukraine is part of the problem. The inflation, the heat is part of the problem. This is a perfect storm. We need to pray for miracles of multiplication where necessary. We need to pray that the Lord will answer those in need of food and that they would turn their hearts toward the Lord and that he would somehow miraculously provide so they could get saved. This is a prime time for signs and wonders, guys. I said, this is prime time for signs and wonders. There's a lot more prayer points over there at jenniferleclair.org slash praying the news. The show notes are there. The prayer points are there. I want to urge you to get over there. I want to urge you to pray in the spirit. I want to urge you to pray without ceasing because this is not a time for lackadaisical, lukewarm, lazy Christians to sit back and watch the news and let fear into their hearts. This is a time for those who are fierce in spirit to rise up and fight. God only needs a remnant. Listen, there's always a remnant. I believe you're part of it. I really do. Listen, I appreciate you listening today. I want you to share this, please. Listen, it's not just about, you know, I'm not just, how do I say this? I'm just reporting the news uh, just from a news perspective. And it's not even just about providing you revelation on the news. It's about equipping you to pray the news. And in order to pray the news, you first need to know the news. Then you need to uh, see it from a prophetic lens. And then you can pray more accurately. And if you don't know how to praise you ought, pray in the spirit. JenniferLeClaire.org slash praying the news. Check out the show notes, share this, give us a five-star review, help us get the word out. And guys, join Awakening Prayer Hubs. We need more watchmen on the wall.
God bless you.